You're listening to Comedy Central. The Met Gala. It's Party City on LSD, and this year, the looks were as wild as ever. The Met Gala began with a bang from the Brooklyn United Marching Band, and from there, the steps became a who's who of fashion, movies, and music. The theme is celebrating American fashion, and these guests understood the assignment. Hosts Billie Eilish and Naomi Osaka stunned in their larger-than-life outfits, and Lil Nas X shut down the steps with his costume changes. We asked, what does it mean to be two working-class women showing up to the Met? And so we decided if we're going to do it, Even Mayor de Blasio made his first appearance. Red, white, and blue were the colors of the night, as was anything sparkly, with the exception of Kim Kardashian, who came in all black everything. Okay, I don't care what anybody says, man. You know you've killed the game when you can step out covered head to toe and everyone still recognizes you. Shit, I don't even recognize some of my friends when they're wearing a mask, but Kim Kardashian climbs up the stairs looking like a video game character you haven't unlocked yet, and we're all like, I'd know that shape anywhere! It's Kim! Yeah, it's Kim! And there were so many amazing outfits last night, you know? Erica Badu came looking like an astronaut at a funeral. Dan Levy came as an angry throw pillow. Oh, and this one was one of my favorites, Kevin Hart. He brought a life-size doll of Frank Ocean. I mean, that was genius. I didn't even think that Wait, that's not, that's not the, oh, shit, my bad. And this is what I love about the Met Gala, right? Is that it brings America together. Black, white, Republican, Democrat, no matter your sexual orientation, people switch on their TVs and they all say, what the f*** are they wearing? And don't get me wrong, I love the Met Gala. I'm not even trying to act like I hate. I love the Met Gala because it's not about looking good, it's about looking different, you know? The only party you can show up to in a cardboard box with the word butthole written on it, and people will be like, oh my God, yes, I need more of that in my life. Oh my God. But if you show up in a beautiful tailored tuxedo, everyone's like, get that corny shit out of here. Bring back the guy in the butthole box. And remember, this entire event, this entire event is a fundraiser. I saw a lot of people talking trash like, oh, what is this bullshit? Why are these people doing it? It's a fundraiser that makes it possible to keep admission into the Metropolitan Museum of Art free for residents. And I, for one, think that's really important, you know? Because you can't be charging people money to look at art. I mean, have you seen art? Art is weird. It's all like naked angel babies and pieces of twisted metal and people looking at that stuff going, oh, yes, I see, oh, I see. I'm not paying for that shit, but let's move on to today's big political news out of California, America's left sideburn. Voters in the states are being asked whether they want to remove Democratic governor Gavin Newsom from office after he made some poor decisions early on in the COVID pandemic. Yeah, because you see, apparently he shouldn't have gone on that private doorknob licking tour of Napa Valley. Wasn't a good look. But although Californians went to the polls today, we probably won't have official results for some time. And it turns out that the loser might not even accept the results when we do. It is now up to California voters whether Gavin Newsom remains their governor. Polls show Newsom with a comfortable lead, but if the polls are wrong, Republican Larry Elder is poised to take over. Elder turned some heads yesterday by pushing baseless claims centering around the recall election. As Elder was campaigning across L.A. and Orange counties, he urged his supporters to use an online form to report any suspected fraud. At the same time, the website hosting that form claimed it had already detected fraud and the results of the election, quote, 
resulting in Gavin Newsom being reinstated as governor. The only problem is the election isn't over yet. Woo! Donald Trump really changed the game. He started calling elections rigged. It felt like this outrageous statement, but already it's, you know, it's feeling like just a standard thing you can say these days. You know, that language has just become part of political life. It's like how it used to be a huge deal to hear people say shit or asshole. But now, any asshole shithead can say them all night long. And this election feels like another tipping point because Larry Elder is calling it rigged before it even finishes. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think that's a risky strategy, man. What, like, what if he wins? You know, it's gonna put him in a little bit of a cul-de-sac. As your new governor, I would like to say that this is some bullshit. I shouldn't be up here. Lock me up. No matter what happens now, we're all screwed, man. Every single election in America is just gonna be accused of being rigged right from the start. That's all that's gonna happen, and it won't end there. I mean, you best believe pretty soon this is gonna happen with any competition. Anyone in a race against Usain Bolt is gonna be like, before we start, can I just state for the record that I would have won this if the clock wasn't so corrupt, okay? All right, let's go, let's go, let's do this. All right, and finally, news from the world of science. There are a couple of things that we all learned in school about prehistoric animals, right? The T-Rex skipped arm day, and extinct means forever. But now, one extinct animal might be getting a reboot. A Jurassic Park-like mission to resurrect the legendary woolly mammoth. A team of researchers has just been granted $15 million to try and make that happen. They plan to use DNA extracted from woolly mammoth remains to create a living elephant-mammoth hybrid. <laughs> The beast with massive tusk vanished from the planet 4,000 years ago. The project, of course, has some ethical questions. Harvard scientists say the goal is to have the first woolly mammoth calves alive in four to six years. Oh, hell yeah. I'm gonna get a mammoth. I'm gonna get a mammoth. It's gonna ruin my apartment. I regret the decision. Are there mammoth rescue shelters? What have I done? Look, I know some people are upset about this because it isn't natural. And if the planet is warming, why would you bring back the one animal that wears a giant sweater? I think it's a cool thing, you know? Although I will say, I will say, if these scientists want to play God, I mean, there are easier ways to do it, you know? Like this. Hey, look at me, I'm God. And that didn't cost $15 million. That's right, people. If you've been on Twitter in the last 24 hours, or if you for some reason have a Google alert for Trinidadian testicles, you probably saw the story and ooh baby, is there a lot to digest here. First of all, I'm gonna say this, I'm not sure that this marriage was ever gonna work out. Because when you get married, you go into it knowing you're gonna face some obstacles someday. I mean, it's right there in the vows. But clearly this woman in Trinidad was like, I was okay with richer or poorer sickness and health, but you never said anything about swollen testicles. And also, can we just talk a moment about this poor guy? Think about it, he's minding his own business with these swollen testicles in Trinidad. And then because his best friend happens to be cousins with Nicki Minaj, now the whole world knows that he's impotent, he got dumped, and he's got giant testicles. He must be so mad at his friend. But I told you I was gonna tell my cousin Nikki in America. Boy, you didn't tell me your cousin was Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, you gotta say Nicki Minaj. I mean, that poor guy. Now he's single and swollen and everyone's asking him, 
if he can hook them up with Nicki Minaj tickets. And here's the thing, here's the thing. Vaccines are already a very contentious issue in America, right? Everyone is fighting about them. But when you're a world-famous artist with 22 million followers on Twitter, everyone is gonna be weighing in. Right-wing commentators have been rushing to Nikki's defense. Yes, my anaconda queen! And then on the other side, liberal pundits like MSNBC's Joy Reid, well, they called Nikki out on TV. People like Nicki Minaj, I have to say this. You have a platform, sister, that is 22 million followers, okay? I have 2 million followers. You have 22 million followers on Twitter. For you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives, my God, sister, you could do better than that. You got that platform, it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing that you got that, that people listen to you, and they listen to you more than they listen to me. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from, oh my God, as a fan, as a hip hop fan, as somebody who is your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. I think what Joy Reid is trying to say is that she's also black and she's very disappointed. Now, after hearing this, Nicki Minaj actually contacted Joy Reid and they had a really cordial conversation and came to an understanding based on friendship and mutual respect. Now, I'm just messing with you, man. Nikki roasted her ass. Oof. It was rough. She tweeted Joy Reid and called her a lying coon who's being used by white people to take down a black woman. And she even dug up an old tweet from last year where Joy Reid was saying that she would never trust the vaccine because it was developed under Donald Trump. And honestly, I, I think Nikki has a point here. I mean, Joy Reid was skeptical of the vaccine just a year ago, right? Just a year ago. She was like, I don't trust this vaccine and I'll never trust the vaccine. In fact, a lot of liberals were in the same position. And people like that should probably have a, a little more patience for people who haven't gotten over that hesitancy as fast as they have, you know? You're like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm over it now. I'm with the vaccine. But you also had to get there. Have a little patience. This happens with a lot of things in society. I mean, look at Crocs, look at Crocs. For years, everyone agreed that Crocs were the official footwear of failure, right? And then suddenly last year, everyone decided that they were cool. Justin Bieber's wearing them, Post Malone's wearing them, and now people are like, oh, where are your Crocs, Trevor? Why aren't you wearing Crocs, Trevor? You don't like fashion? Guys, give me a minute, huh? Let me check with Dr. Fauci. And Nicki Minaj was on defense all day. All day, Nicki was fighting, swinging at everyone. Not only Joy Reid, at one point, Meghan McCain, former co-host of The View and inventor of the phrase, do you know who my father is, criticized Nikki, and Nikki responded with, eat shit, you, which I know sounds harsh, but please don't forget, people, Nicki Minaj is a rapper, all right? She makes diss tracks for a living. Eat shit, you, is basically a rapper's way of saying, let's agree to disagree. It's actually quite courteous in the rap community. And, and here's the thing, here's the thing, like, I get why Nicki Minaj feels attacked just for saying that she wants to do her own research. I get it. But at the same time, Nicki, let's be real. In fact, not just Nicki, everyone. Can, can we all stop saying, I need to do my own research? Nobody who's saying that is getting in a lab and doing tests. At best, you're reading other people's research. And more likely, you're probably reading a tweet about a headline, about a blog post, about someone else's research. No one's doing the research. Oh, I need to do my own research. What we say when we're saying, I need to do more, re more research, is that you just wanna see enough information to convince you that your decision is correct. That's all we're saying, all right? That's what we mean, I wanna do more research. 
And I especially don't want Nicki Minaj doing her own research because I don't want to wait 10 years for her next album while she finishes up medical school. Now, here's the problem. The problem is for a lot of Nicki Minaj's followers, millions of followers, that tweet about swollen balls, that'll be their research. It will be their research. But at the same time, I'm not saying that we should label Nicki Minaj as an anti-vaxxer, all right? Like, give her a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Nicki Minaj is saying she's unsure and she can be convinced. That's what she said. She said, I, I just need to understand a little bit more. So don't be like, oh, she's an anti-vaxxer, screw her. Anti-vaxxers believe that all vaccines are evil. They think all vaccines take your DNA and hide it behind your liver so your body can't find it. But if you take Nikki at her word, or anyone who wants more information for that matter, instead of crucifying them just to prove how righteous we are, let's show them the research. Let's take them at their word. You know, so for Nikki or anyone else out there, the good news is that a lot of actual research has already been done on these vaccines. And that research has shown that they're overwhelmingly safe and effective, and their side effects don't come close to the damage that COVID can do to you. It's been done. They've done the research. But still, you might be asking, Trevor, what happened to that guy in Trinidad, huh? The guy with the testicles, what happened to him? Look, I don't know, okay, I don't know. I think there are many reasons people might get swollen balls. Like, I don't know, maybe he sprayed miracle Grow on them, you know? Maybe his scrotum developed a nut allergy. Maybe his balls didn't actually get bigger, but his penis just got super, super tiny. It's an optical illusion. But even if you do want to blame the vaccine, Trinidad doesn't even use the same vaccines as America. Think about that. Yeah, they use the Chinese vaccine, Sinopharm. And I know as soon as I say China, and vaccine, people are like, oh boy, here we go. Because look, let's be honest, China is wildly inconsistent. I mean, they make some of the most precise electronics in the world in China, you know, like iPhones and Teslas. China can make the best of anything, but then at the same time, China will also make a fake pair of Timberlands that somehow give you a rash on your teeth. So I don't know if this dude's balls had anything to do with Sinopharm, the Chinese vaccine. I don't know enough about Sinopharm. I have to do my own research. But the fact is that right now, for Nicki Minaj or anyone else in America, getting vaccinated is still the safest and most effective way for you to keep COVID at bay. And hey, at the very least, it's also a great way to find out if your fiance only loves you for your regular sized testicles. Instagram, the reason every wedding has its own hashtag now. Let's face it. Scrolling Instagram can be pretty depressing, right? The whole thing is just seeing people you'll never smash, wearing clothes you'll never own, in places you'll never go. So we've all pretty much known that Instagram is not great for your mental health, and I think we've known this for a while. But it turns out that Instagram also knew this. Instagram can be damaging for many teenagers' mental health, most notably teenage girls. These are the internal findings from Instagram's own parent company, The Wall Street Journal, citing three years of the tech giant's internal studies, including one leaked PowerPoint slide from March 2020 that reads, 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. Another from 2019 reads, teens blame Instagram for increases in the rate of anxiety anxiety and depression. 
The Wall Street Journal's Jeff Horitz writing 6% of American teen users who reported suicidal thoughts trace the desire to kill themselves to Instagram. The research seems to contradict what CEO Mark Zuckerberg has said publicly. The research that we've seen is that using social apps to, to connect with other people can have positive mental health benefits. Oh, that's weird. The research I've seen says that I can keep making money and there's nothing maladjusted about about me about me about about me at all. But that's right. Instagram had secret data that it is in fact making us crazy. You know, sort of like how the tobacco companies always knew that cigarettes cause cancer and they didn't say a thing. Oil companies knew about climate change, they didn't say a thing. I almost feel like there should be a new law that every company's internal research has to be made public. You know, that way we as the public, we know the same shit that they know at the same time. We don't have to wait 50 years to know what's actually in Girl Scout cookies. Thin mints cause Alzheimer's? Oh man, well at least I know. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> what? Thin mints cause Alzheimer's? Well, at least now I know. Nom, 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 nom. How many cookies have I eaten? And by the way, you wanna know how I first realized something was up? It's when I started getting targeted ads for apps to calm your mind and help you unplug. I mean, that's basically the algorithm staging an intervention. And meanwhile, my reaction is like, damn, I wish my pictures of raindrops looked that good. And even if your social media addiction isn't making you depressed, here's another story about how it could actually be getting you into trouble in a totally different way. The LAPD is under fire tonight after it was revealed that officers were instructed to collect social media accounts on every civilian they stop. According to documents obtained by the nonprofit Brennan Center for Justice, officers have been ordered to start collecting a person's social media handle or username when they file reports on an incident. The practice was started in 2015. The LAPD issued a statement saying social media handles can be critical pieces of contact information along with phone numbers and email addresses. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. This is, this is a bad idea, right? No one wants to give their social media handles to cops. You know, maybe except for influencers. They'll probably start robbing banks just to get followers. Oh no, officer, you caught me. Hashtag follow and subscribe. And also, what exactly do you cops think you're gonna find on social media? Like, you're never gonna crack the case because someone posted hashtag TBT to me murdering Jeremy. And I know it seems like a small thing, but how is this even any of the cops' business, right? Can we not have one place in our lives where cops aren't on top of us all the time? People don't go on Twitter to get arrested. We go to Twitter to get canceled. There's a lot going on in the world right now, but there is one story that is more important than all of them combined. I'm talking about the ongoing saga of Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's swollen testicles. As everyone on the planet has heard by now, Nicki Minaj tweeted out that her cousin's friend in Trinidad took the COVID vaccine and then his balls swole and he became impotent. Now, people say wild stuff about the vaccine all the time, but most people don't have tens of millions of followers. So this tweet has caused a giant uproar, so big that even Dr. Fauci had to weigh in. I wouldn't normally even ask you about this, but is there any evidence that the Pfizer, the Moderna, or the J&J &J vaccines cause any reproductive issues in men or women? The answer to that, uh, Jake, is a resounding no. There's no evidence that it happens, nor is there any mechanistic reason to imagine that it would happen.
Yo, can we just appreciate for a moment how crazy Dr. Fauci's life has become? I mean, for the first 78 years of his life, he was just minding his own business. You know, decades working in a lab, trying to fight diseases. And now, in the space of two years, he's had to stop Trump from drinking bleach, convince Americans he's not trying to microchip them, and now he's weighing in on some Trinidadian guy's balls? I can assure you, as the nation's top scientist, that your nutsack is gonna be fine. So this story has blown up bigger than a, I don't know, a pair of Trinidadian testicles. Because what happened next was that Nicki Minaj said that the White House read her tweets and invited her to the White House to talk about it. But then the White House said, nah, we just said we would do a phone call to answer Nicki Minaj's questions. We never invited her over. And that response from the White House really pissed Nikki off. Nikki Minaj defending her claims she was invited to the White House to discuss her concerns about the COVID-19 vaccine. Minaj took to Instagram saying she would never lie about the invite. Do y'all think that I would go on the internet and lie about being invited to the fucking White House? Like, what? Do you guys see what is happening right now? Oh my goodness, if they assassinate me and assassinate my character and make me look crazy or stupid, guess what? No one else will ever ask questions again. Don't you see what's happening? I'm not lying, guys. My cousin's friend told me I was invited to the White House. Look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I can see both sides of this thing. I mean, it would be kind of weird for the White House to invite Nicki Minaj for that tweet, you know? Cause usually someone gets an invite to the White House for like winning a gold medal or saving their entire platoon, you know? Not for tweeting about their cousin's friend's scrotum. That's not usual. On the other hand, Nicki's story makes sense too. Why would you lie about going to a house that's not even as nice as yours? So I don't think Nicki is lying necessarily. It, it was probably just a big miscommunication, which wouldn't surprise me. Nicki Minaj and the White House are from two completely different worlds. I mean, put on Monster. Put on that track and ask Joe Biden what he hears. Hotter than a Middle Eastern climate violet doby? Matter, I, you know what, I give up. Can somebody call Kamala to come help me with this? But as pissed off as Nicki Minaj is at the White House, it turns out a lot of people back in Trinidad are even more mad at her for making their country the butt of jokes. I'm sorry, the ball of jokes. This is almost like what you would hear by a parlor, where somebody will tell you, well, the cousin, friend, neighbor, see X, Y, Z. I mean, come on, Nikki, you have 180 million followers. People listen to you. I mean, it's irresponsible on all, all fronts. One, irresponsible based on the misinformation that is going out there regarding this vaccine. Um, you know, there was no verification of the story. And furthermore, to expose your cousin friend's flat tire in the public domain like that. Every man have a flat tire, okay. He will work on that, you know, there's herbs and, 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 and punch and certain things the man can eat and bring back her vibes. But don't come now and talk that kind of talk. <laughs> all right, all right, wait, wait, guys, guys. Uh, can we just all agree that from now on, impotence should only be referred to as a flat tire? because erectile dysfunction, it's so clinical, you know? It comes with a stigma. I have erectile dysfunction, but a flat tire. I mean, that sounds like something that can happen to anyone. 
Yeah, you can pay a guy in a truck $20 to fix it for you. You know, what was crazy is when we heard this news clip at the show, we all thought that this guy should be the official voice of Cialis. And then this next part of the story is completely true, but you're not gonna believe me and that's fine. But this news anchor, his name is Jason Williams, he is actually my Trinidadian's friend's cousin. Yeah, cousin, friend, friend, cousin. So we called him and we actually got him to redo the Cialis ads. And honestly, I think it's a pretty big improvement. Do you or your cousin friend have a flat tire? Well, you don't have to tell everybody, just take this thing called Cialis. Trust me, it have all the herbs and punch to bring back your vibes. So ask your doctor about Cialis. Just make sure and don't tell Nicki Minaj, cause she go put John Blast and the whole world gonna. Before we go, please consider a donation to SBP's disaster response to Hurricane Ida, which recently made landfall as one of the most powerful storms in Louisiana history. SBP's disaster response teams are on the ground and helping the hardest hit communities in Southeast Louisiana. So if you wanna help them provide the support that people need, then please follow the link below. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.